Warning, the following show contains explicit language. Certain people should not listen to this show, such as children and panty-waist adults who cry like 12-year-old little girls when they hear profanity. What if I told you that sky-high LDL cholesterol is only problematic if you're living in the toxic state of glucosis, but it's not a problem at all if you live in ketosis? I'm going to prove that to you right now. Welcome to the Dr. Reality Podcast. I'm Dave Champion, author of Body Science, groundbreaking book on physiology, nutrition, and disease. We all know the standard societal narrative concerning cholesterol, LDL in particular, and that is that if it's anything above 99, you're in trouble, and if the higher it gets, the greater risk you're at concerning heart disease, myocardial infarction, and so forth. But is that true? Before I get rolling, I have to define two words very quickly for you so that the rest of the presentation makes sense. That is glucosis and ketosis. Glucosis is a word that I had to coin when I was writing body science because in all of scientific history, researchers have never put a name to the condition where the trillion cells of your body use glucose for energy. So when I wrote body science, I had to find a name for that. So I called it glucosis. The other hemisphere, and there are only two hemispheres, the other hemisphere is ketosis, and that is where the trillion cells of your body no longer have any interest in glucose. They use primarily fatty acids and to a lesser extent ketone bodies to fuel themselves. And ketosis is the way all human bodies are genetically coded to operate. So with that under our belts, back to cholesterol. The average American who's living his life in the toxic state of glucosis, if that person has high LDL cholesterol, it is almost always combined with low HDL cholesterol, that's the so-called good cholesterol, and the person's triglycerides are normally quite high. And that is an equation that's problematic. Sorry to have to say this. If you fit that profile, it is of your own making. When I talk about of your own making, the good news is you can change that. As an example, when people shift out of glucosis into ketosis, some amazing thing happens. Number one, triglycerides drop significantly down well into the healthy range. Good cholesterol, so-called good cholesterol, HDL. I say I keep saying so-called because they all have their role. There's really no such thing as good or bad. They all have a particular function. So the so-called good HDL cholesterol increases. And all of that is great. But what happens to the LDL cholesterol? Well, that depends on the person. Before we go further, let me share with you a premise I discuss in body science, and that is when you're living in ketosis, the way all human bodies are genetically coded to operate, when you are in ketosis, your body does not produce anything that harms you, and it doesn't produce anything in any quantities that harms you. So that's an important premise as we move forward. Applying that premise, if you're in ketosis and your, your LDL cholesterol is 99 or 105 or higher or lower, that's fine because when you're in ketosis, your body is producing the exact correct amount of virtually everything. But in this case, we're focusing on LDL cholesterol. But what happens? What does it mean? What is it signaling if LDL cholesterol is 
astronomically high, so high that a cardiologist would freak out. I'm going to answer that question for you by looking at my lipid panel from last week. Before I share the numbers with you, I need you to understand the framework, and that is I've been living in a state of ketosis for years now, and 17 months ago, I embarked on the carnivore style of eating. Last week, I had an extensive blood panel done. I'll be talking about the various elements of that in the weeks to come, but today we're going to talk about my lipid panels, which of course includes cholesterol. Let's start with triglycerides. A typical medical framework is you don't want to be above 150 on your triglycerides. Anything below that is relatively healthy. Uh, People who are in the ketosis world are typically under 100. So I came in at 77, which is splendid. HDL, again, the so-called good cholesterol. Uh, Typical medical framework is you definitely want to have something above 40. Anything above 50 is considered great. 60 is the gold standard. There are some people that are above 60, but as you get too much above 60, that can signify some other issues. So somewhere in the range of 50 to 60 is where you want to be if you're in balance, which is a huge part of how our bodies operate is to be in balance. And I came in at 56. So that's all good. My total cholesterol is high enough to cause a cardiologist to freak out. It's 276. Having said that, total cholesterol needs to really go away as as a relevant number because it's not relevant. About the only thing that total cholesterol does here in 2021 It gives the ability of general practitioners to scare the hell out of patients. And now we come to what is the point of this presentation, my LDL cholesterol score, which is 207. So that's 108 above what traditionally medical community considers acceptable, which is a score of 99. Typically, especially if you live in glucosis, you don't want to be over 99. So I'm 207. Am I concerned? No, (laughs) not in the least. Why am I not concerned? Because I know things you likely don't, but I'm going to share them with you right now. The first thing I know, the first reason that I'm not concerned in the least about an LDL cholesterol score of 207 is, as I shared with you earlier, when you're living in ketosis, your body doesn't produce anything that harms you, nor does it produce anything in any quantity that harms you. So that's the first reason I'm not concerned in the least. The second reason I'm not particularly concerned is because I understand about remnant cholesterol. Now, doctors who keep up on the more modern research, which is sadly not a lot of them, understand that remnant cholesterol is the gold standard. That's where you really want to be to understand if a person is at risk of heart disease and arterial disease and so forth. There is a platinum standard, cardiac calcium scoring. I'm going to be talking about that here in the next couple of weeks, but today we're just going to focus on remnant cholesterol. So what is remnant cholesterol. Well, it's all of the circulating cholesterol in your blood minus LDL cholesterol and HDL cholesterol. In other words, remnant cholesterol is VLDL and IDL. You don't need to know what those are. (laughs) I will tell you that VLDL and IDL are only in your system for about 30 to 60 minutes from the time they're generated until the time your body consumes them again. 
So there should not ever be a lot of them in your blood. If there is a lot of them circulating in your blood, that signifies a problem. So how do you know what your remnant cholesterol is? That's simple. Take your HDL number, add that to your LDL number, take that sum, that total, and subtract it from your total cholesterol number. That will leave you with your remnant cholesterol number. So how significant is remnant cholesterol in terms of things like heart disease and cardiac arterial disease and so forth? I want to read to you just a couple little snippets from three different studies. The first one, levels of triglycerides and remnant cholesterol, but not LDL cholesterol, were associated with cardiovascular outcomes independent of other risk factors. And according to a study in the Journal of Atherosclerosis and Thrombosis, people without high remnant cholesterol rarely have coronary artery disease, even if they have relatively high triglycerides. And lastly, two separate studies showed that remnant cholesterol is associated with chronic inflammation, whereas LDL cholesterol is not. In other words, remnant cholesterol is really the culprit, not LDL cholesterol. So what is the remnant cholesterol scoring? Because we have to have a score, right? We have to know where we stand on this spectrum of being very healthy to being perhaps at significant risk of heart disease. A score of 20 is considered good. As you go up from there, between 20 and 27, obviously, uh, you want to stay close to 20. So as you're going up towards 27, not particularly great that a person with 27 or above is considered to be at significant risk of heart disease. So with that in mind, what is my remnant cholesterol score? It is 13, which is obviously fantastic. And just here in a couple of months, I'm going to be 62. I'm going to be 62 years old, and I have a remnant cholesterol score of 13. I know one guy in the whole world, one guy, who's a 12. As I mentioned previously, my LDL cholesterol is 207, which is, by normal standards, not somebody living in ketosis, is astronomically high. And we have to acknowledge that for the average person living in glucosis, we're firmly in the range of familial hypocholesterolemia, which is a genetic condition which usually results in the early onset of heart disease. So here we have... <laughs> 207 is high enough to firmly be entrenched in this dangerous disease, but my remnant cholesterol score is 13, which means that as far as the gold standard for predicting heart disease, I'm doing phenomenally well. How do we explain that? I'm one of my peers, Dave Feldman, has dubbed a particular kind of person who's living in ketosis as a lean mass hyper-responder. Uh, Dave coined that phrase, and it's, it's great for identifying people of a certain category. Normally, people who tend to be relatively athletic. And for the lean mass hyper-responders in ketosis, you'll see the profile that I exemplify. Very, very high LDL cholesterol but an incredibly low remnant cholesterol score. Now, not everybody who chooses to live in ketosis for years and years, as have I, is a lean mass hyper-responder. That, that's just a category. Most people are not lean mass hyper-responders. So where's their LDL cholesterol going to be? Well, their LDL cholesterol is going to be in the normal range. It's going to be in the 90s or the 100s or 120 or 130. But wherever it is, it's healthy for them. And 
their remnant cholesterol score is going to be 20 or below. A moment ago, I mentioned familial hypocholesterolemia, a genetic condition which causes extremely high uh, cholesterol levels and often results in early onset of heart disease in the 40s or the 50s. Physiologically speaking, what produces cholesterol in the body? Well, there's a whole bunch of things that's actually made in the cells, and of course there's dietary cholesterol, but what pushes cholesterol above normal healthy limits for the average person is carbohydrate intake because the liver then converts that to cholesterol in order to get rid of the elevated glucose levels. If you've got familial hypocholesterolemia, you might try this and then send me a message. I say try this because the medical establishment is never going to research this kind of thing because ketosis has a funding blackout because it scares the crap out of big med and big pharma. Their profits could collapse if people understood the truth about ketosis. So there is a financial blackout on doing research. So that means we're left to do it on our own. So if you happen to have the genetic disorder that causes you to have familial hypercholesterolemia, you might consider going carnivore, which would take out the carb part of the equation for your body to create excess cholesterol and see then if you could stop taking the cholesterol medications. Nary a day goes by that people don't contact me and tell me they had this condition or that condition or this disease or that illness and they put themselves into ketosis and in short order, normally within 8 to 12 weeks, it either went away or almost completely went away. So the point I want to make is that ketosis is out there, the science is out there, the knowledge base is out there, but you're never going to hear about it from big med, from big pharma, from big food. So we've got to do it on our own. But the part I want you to know is that it is the way our bodies are genetically coded to operate. Virtually every single non-genetic illness that humans experience is at some level or another involved in living in the toxic state of glucosis, which triggered or created the onset of those various diseases. And if people would understand that ketosis, not talking about the keto diet, not talking about the carnivore diet or some sort of modified paleo, nothing. This is about the physiology of it. If people would understand ketosis would keep them amazingly healthy. God, what we would have an amazingly healthy nation. So I want to encourage you to go to drreality.news. I tell people, never believe me. Please read the reviews of people who've actually read Body Science. You'll see for yourself. But what I really want you to do, because it's not an expensive book, what I really want you to do is I want you to get the information up here. Once you read Body Science, you can never unsee what you've seen. You can never unknow what you know. At that point, the vast majority of people I suspect we'll do the right thing and get incredibly healthy. Thanks for spending your time with me today. 